entered Wednesday, and committee will come to order, and we'll begin with a flag salute and the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'll ask if there's any changes to the agenda or disclosures or recusals. Uh, I am going to be recusing from the first uh, item 3.1 due to the proximity to my house. Are there any other changes? Okay. We're ready for roll call then. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Committee member Farfan? Here. Committee member Imboden? Here. Committee member Fox? Here. Vice Chair Skorpanich? Here. Chair McDermott? Here. Uh, Now we have the opportunity for public comment on any items that are not already listed on the agenda. Is anyone here for public comment? Seeing none, we will move on to continued items. We have no consent items tonight. Uh, The first item, 3.1, design review number 5091-22, the Drenner residence. I will be leaving the chamber, and Vice Chair Skorpanich will chair the meeting in my absence. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, Ms. Manasakian, could we start with the staff report, please? Yes, thank you so much, Vice Chair. Uh, Good evening, uh, Vice Chair and members of the Design Review Committee. This project was continued by the Design Review Committee on December 21st, 2022 to allow the applicant to consider revisions. The revised proposal includes demolition of a non-historic shed addition at the rear of the existing carriage house, construction of a new 444 square foot addition at the rear of the existing um, carriage house to accommodate parking for two vehicles, Two sectional steel garage doors on the new garage addition will be located on the west rear facade of the addition. In addition, um, the applicant proposes six-inch horizontal wood siding and wood man doors located at the south and east facades for access into the garage. The existing carriage house has asphalt shingles, which will remain, and the applicant proposes to install composite asphalt shingles on the new garage addition. Installation of concrete paving at the rear to provide a new driveway entrance from the alley. A portion of the existing six-foot high fence in the rear will be removed to accommodate access to the garage. The applicant proposes to enclose the landscaped backyard area located to the north of the proposed garage addition with a six-foot high wood gate to match the existing fence. Replacement of mismatched aluminum siding at the east facade with six-inch horizontal Dutch lap siding to match the existing on the carriage house. The garage addition will be slightly offset from the existing carriage house. The existing alley is currently 12 feet wide. The proposed garage addition will be set set back 11 feet and 8 inches from the rear property line. This project will require an administrative adjustment for 23 feet and 8 inches to accommodate entry into the new garage addition. 424 South Grand Street is a contributing resource to the Old Town Orange Historic District. It is a two-story cottage-style residence originally constructed in 1906 and has a box plan, wide lap siding, and a pyramidal roof with Victorian ornamentation on the front-facing attic dormer and decorative shingles. 
The property also contains an existing detached carriage house that is currently used as storage for the owner's vintage automobile. No work is proposed to the existing residence. The second story was approved in 1985 under conditional use permit number 1393. The property is located on the west side of South Grand Street in a residential area of the historic district. It's surrounded by other single family homes zoned R16. The property is along South Grand between East Culver Avenue to the north and East Levita Avenue to the south are contributors to the historic district. The proposed project was continued on December 21st to provide the applicant with the opportunity to respond to design feedback on the following points. Standardization of the FAR analysis to show both sides of the street as directed by staff. The FAR of the proposed project was too high. The number of structures on the side with guidance to consider um, an addition to the existing carriage house to minimize the appearance of multiple structures on the site. The mass and size of the structure. The historic status and integrity of the existing garage to determine the appropriate direction. The applicant has made modifications on the plans that respond to the points discussed above. Specifically, the proposal has been modified as follows. The revised proposal includes a 444 square foot addition to the existing carriage house instead of a 465 foot standalone garage. This reduces the size of the massing of the structure and minimizes the appearance of the number of structures on the lot. The revised proposal is an addition onto the existing carriage house that will be undertaken in conformance with Secretary of Interior Standards of Rehabilitation Standard 9 and 10. The decrease in size reduces the proposed FAR from 0.42 to 0.40. The applicant's new proposal includes a two-car garage that is attached. It is slightly offset and has a roof line that is one foot higher than the existing roof line. According to the Historic Preservation Design Standards, new garages and accessory structures should be similar in size, scale, and design to historic garages and accessory structures in the historic district, and new garages or accessory structures should not compete visually with the historic residents and should be subordinate in height, width, and area in comparison to the existing primary structure. Although the new proposed garage is one foot taller than the existing carriage house, staff believes that the height difference would not be adversely noticeable or overpowering because the garage is set further back from the property line at the rear of the existing carriage house. In addition, the north section of the garage that is offset from the carriage house will be obscured by the residents and will be minimally visible from the street. The roof line and wall plane are tucked in behind the carriage house at the south elevation and will not have the appearance of a larger structure in the rear. At the December 21, 2022 DRC meeting, the committee discussed a potential historic assessment to evaluate the historic significance of the accessory structures to inform the project direction. Staff located a memo dated May 9, 2006 regarding the historic status of the detached garage for the detached carriage house. Um, the historic preservation consultant um, consulted that the historic inventory um, and the National Reg Register nomination, building permits, Sanborn maps, and aerial photographs, and conducted a field survey. Her findings stated that the extant um, garage was constructed between 1938 and 1947, which may possibly date from the period of significance defined in the National Register nomination as 1888 to 1940. Although garages were sometimes relocated, the structure does not appear to have been the original auto structure as depicted on the 1922 Sanborn map, as it is roughly twice the size of the, existing, of the original garage. 
During the late 19th and early 20th century, detached garages were located at the rear of the lot and accessed by, uh, via the alleys. Detached garages were constructed with access via driveways from South Grand Street in the 1930s and onward. Ultimately, the memo appears to be inconclusive regarding the historic status of the um, carriage house because contributing and non-contributing structures are not only defined by construction date, but also historic context. The applicant has expressed that they are not interested in demolishing and rebuilding the existing carriage house and would like to maintain the carriage house in its location. However, the proposed project includes removal of the aluminum siding and replacement with six-inch horizontal Dutch lap siding to match the existing carriage house. Upon the discovery of the 2006 memo and the applicant's proposal for an addition rather than a new construction, staff made the determination that the 2006 memo will suffice for the purposes of this pro project proposal. As mentioned earlier, the new garage is slightly offset from the carriage house and the roof line will be tucked in under the existing roof line and it'll be one foot taller than the existing carriage house. The proposed addition will reflect the architectural style through similar materials and simple rectangular form and a gabled roof. However, it is differentiated because of its offset and um, being a foot taller. In conformance with the Secretary of Interior Standards Rehabilitation 9 and 10, the new addition will be differentiated from the old when, and when removed in the future, it will not impair the essential form and integrity of the existing structure. Staff believes that the applicant has addressed the DRC's December comments and supposed to, supports the project as presented. The revisions minimize the number of structures on the site by proposing an addition as opposed to a freestanding free structure reduces the FAR from 0.42 to 0.40 and presents a method of differentiating between the old and the new. Thank you so much. Thank you. At this time, the um, applicant team has an opportunity to make comments or presentation if they'd like to come forward. Just please identify yourself. Microphone. One second, Tom. Okay, now your mic's on. Go okay. ahead. Good evening. I'm Tom Aldrich, the project manager and designer of this project. Um, thank you, Ani, for the presentation. It's very thorough. I just wanted to uh, tag on to a couple of points. Um, number one, the rear of the existing carriage house has a very improperly built storage shed addition that's kind of resting on cement blocks. That's going to be removed as a part of this project. The original back of that carriage house is still intact on the interior of the garage, and that wall is to remain. Um, so it might have to be structurally supported with a footing underneath, but um, that is just to tag on to Ani's point about not impacting the original structure um, so that if the garage is ever removed, the original structure would remain as it originally was. Um, and then number two, in regards to the height, um, the existing carriage house already has a somewhat substandard height. Uh, it's not quite eight feet at the plate um, we're offsetting the addition from the property line for two reasons. Number one is to get trash bins in that location. 
And number two is so that the roof line of the new garage can tuck under the roof line of the of what was the original carriage house, just underneath it. Um, it and that gives us like just enough room to get a header above the garage door and frame this conventionally. So it's it's really tight, um, but the the pitch of the roof is the way it is because we felt it was more appropriate to match the pitch of the carriage house than to lower the pitch of the new roof in order to get an overall lower height. Just didn't think the mismatched roof pitches would be appropriate. Um, and the FAR was reduced partially because we're removing that storage shed. And then the overall depth of that new proposed garage was reduced from, I think, a few inches from what it was originally proposed the last time. I think we reduced it by like eight inches or something to squeeze it in to get a little bit more uh, backup space in, in the alley. And that's basically all I wanted to add. Thank you. At this time, um, we'll take any public comment. Um, I don't have any cards from the public, but if there is someone, this would be the time to come forward. Okay, thank you. I'll come back to the committee then and see if you have any questions you want to start with or launch directly into comments. Anyone ready to offer their thoughts? Ms. Fox? I don't have any questions at this time. I think it's pretty straightforward as far as the direction from last time. And um, I think the height of the garage, I don't think our standards really imply that the height of the garage has to be lower than, the new portion has to be lower than the existing. Um, we do have a thing about it being lower than the primary structure, which it is. So I, I can make the findings on that. I think it's smart how you were tucking a roof line under a substandard plate height. That's nicely done. And I, I do believe it, it follows at least what I was expecting from the project that we had given the points from last time, you know, the pointers on what to do. So um, I do have one um, concern about the driveway that is existing, the dirt driveway that leads up to the carriage house. And now that we have a new full two-car garage with paving to the alley, is there a need for this driveway? And the fact that it's dirt is a little bit of a concern to me. You know, in the, in the rendering, it shows grass. <laughs> and I was wondering if there's anything that would help us to prod the, um, the applicant into planting that area? Or like, is there a thing in the code that says you can't have two driveways? Or I don't know, is there something, anything about that? Chad might know. Uh, the, the issue would be if there were multiple driveways on the street frontage. Um, okay, uh-huh. And if, I guess, technically, if it's a driveway, it should be a paved driveway. But mm -hmm. since this is a replace, this is an interesting question, actually, since mm -hmm. this is 
technically becoming the new garage effectively for the house. Um, and the carriage house, is it still gonna be used for parking? If so, then it seems like the driveway should be paved and if it's not gonna be used for parking, then maybe it should be landscaped. Certainly, if, you, if you'd like to come and, and respond to that. So the owner has told me that he has no intention of using it for any other purpose than to store his old Corvette. So he's he's still going to use it as a driveway, yeah, but not access. on like a day-to-day -day basis. So it's like a it's the it's main purpose recreational of, vehicle storage, but it should. Correct. I mean, should it not be paved with at least something like that can take automotive weight or Turf blocks? Um, it's, it's a valid question. Uh, yeah, so that's my only comment about Okay, that. thank you. Thank you. Did you want to go next? Yeah, well, I was just going to say in regard to that, I presume we have some kind of ordinance that says what driveways need to be. So maybe that's what we'll hear from staff here in a moment. Um, I would agree that I think the project um, is a good response to the comments that were made last time. Um, I did want to clarify an item I, I either misunderstood or I, I, I believe there's some unclarity that the rear wall will be preserved. However, the drawings show one wall. Um, and clearly this roof line is different than the existing. So um, in addition to that, there's a part of the roof eave that would be demoed in order for this addition to take place. So I just wanted to make sure that that was, but I understood that, that that was correct um, because the plans don't call it out as such. Um, I agree with all the comments that have been said already, so I, I won't belabor those. I do also question the driveway um, at the front of the house. And then lastly, um, I'd be interested in hearing the rest of the committee's feeling about the proposed garage doors, that the roll-up panel. Um, oftentimes we ask for something a little more historically appropriate than that, but um, I'll, I'll listen to what the consensus of the, you have something to add on that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I handled this last time. Oh. Maybe I did see this. I had to look through my browsing history. Could staff pull out the viewer, overhead Okay, viewer. so just for everyone, I've image. been handed, okay, and I see you've highlighted um, a flat panel. Okay. I'll share this with the rest of the committee. Okay. Or Ms. Manasakian can put it up on the overhead viewer. Yeah, that's fine too. Oh, you're right here. And then lastly, just clarification from staff um, that um, because it was asked last time about the potential historic significance of the garage, and we I understand we consulted a an old report that really wasn't conclusive, but then we say that that report works. So I just want to 
understand what I'm hearing because it sounds like it's still inconclusive. Is the thought that even if the building were historic, that it would still be the same project with the same outcome? Yes, that's correct. Okay. okay. So there on the screen is the, well, which I'm fine with this. Okay. I'm fine with this. All right, thank you. Thank you. Um, just, um, I'm also concerned about the driveway. I, I would recommend, if I can, uh, stabilized DG with grass pave, or grass crete, I believe it's called, or any stabilized DG. It's pretty affordable versus planting or concrete, if that's susceptible with a city, like you hinted at. I'm not sure if it is. Um, other than that, I think um, I like the garage on this side, saving the yard space. Um, yeah, those, those are my comments. Thank, Thank you. you. So... I do think that the project has improved from the last time that we saw it. And um, as far as how it's been designed to fit in uh, up against the back of that existing garage, um, I think the designers have done a very nice job as far as that goes. Um, having looked at the aerial photos, um, the Sanborn maps, and the memo uh, back from a couple of years, I'm fairly well convinced um, that this existing garage is not from the historic period, recognizing that there's a very slight chance that it is. Um, and so I just wanted to, to make that observation. Um, where I stand on this project, though, is that um, it does not follow one of the one of the things we have to do in order to be able to approve a project is to make findings that it meets all the standards that the city has, and one of those standards is um, in the historic district that it meets the pattern of historic development in the his period of significance for this district. There were no three car garages um, there were rarely even two car garages. Um, so it's, it's asking a bit um, of this one parcel to, to add more to it. Um, the other piece that's in those standards is the floor area ratio or how much square footage is being built on any particular parcel. And what the standards say for the historic district is that you should not exceed the average floor area ratio for the entire block. Now, the current average is 0.353, I think it is. And the property as it exists today is 0.34, which is just under that. So this proposal would push um, the floor area ratio up over that average by not a huge amount, but a significant amount. Um, the reason that this average was put into place is that as changes are made to the properties in the district over time, and people have different needs today than they may have when these homes were built, um, we, we have this whole process for reviewing projects so that people can make adaptations, they can increase their square footage, but but there's a limit to what, what that square footage is on the property 
that can be increased. And so this, is, this FLORIA ratio is an ap actual objective measure of how much is already there. If we keep adding to properties, then the average keeps going up and we have no controls whatsoever and eventually we have nothing like the historic pattern of development anymore, um, which is something I think is definitely worth preserving. And so um, I think that there's already been a lot added to this property and adding another two-car garage is, is adding too much. Um, and so for that reason, I'm not able to make the findings. I I'm, uh, cannot support the project as presented tonight. I'll look to the committee and see if there are any further comments before we um, perhaps get a motion. I'd, I'd like to follow on to what you're saying there. Um, in this particular instance, because it's single story, rear of the property, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that the proposal that's come back to us respects the uh, open space, um, spatial relationships, maybe I should say, that we should be looking at. But I do want to make a comment that, um, both for this project as well as others, that several that we've had come through lately, and I've raised the issue of the most recent change of the design standards that we were to be looking at historic development, not existing development because it goes back to exactly what you're saying is that the average will just keep going up and up and up and up with each project to the point where the average doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just a continually rising number with each project that happens. So um, I think that your comments have made a very good illustration of why that is important to be looking at the historic development and not the contemporary development and letting it lead um, future development. Um, I th think we, we're going to hear from staff maybe about driveways. I'm, I'm not so sure that I concur on the DG driveway just because it's introducing something into Old Town that um, we're not usually, a palette that we're not usually looking at. Um, thank you so much, committee member Bowden. Um, so uh, currently the way that the driveway is is a legal non-conforming driveway, um, but DRC can um, question how um, condition, how you would like the driveway to be. Typically in Old Town driveways are um, 9 to 12 feet wide. Um, they are concrete. Introducing DG would also be a concern from the historic preservation design standards standpoint, um, as it'll be a new material, as Chair Bowden stated. And um, planting strips in the center that are about 18 inches wide are also an appropriate way to provide some sort of landscaping in, in, in the center of a concrete driveway. Okay. And, and did I understand, is that an acceptable condition of approval? Um, so the committee may um, condition however they okay. like. Okay, okay. So I'll call for a motion. I would like to um, get some feedback from committee members about how I might craft a motion with the treatment of that driveway area. And um, considering this isn't really going to be used as a primary drive area, um, do you think a grass crete 
situation would be acceptable or because there's a curb cut we should stick with something more traditional I'll, so, I'll support the project with that with are, the, are you using a term grass crete um, it's a turf block is also oh, thing okay. it's a, a turf yeah block it's a okay. like concrete that you can grow grass in okay. it's like concrete blocks you mm -hmm. set below uh, and, and then they disappear as yeah concrete materials mm -hmm. and it just looks like a lawn definitely I <clears throat> definitely agree with the findings and the DG I had no idea but now I do uh -huh. uh, I would support something that allows planting but allows also a car to drive through but also the suggestions of the strips I, I drove around today and there's a lot of those still existing that are traditional you have the little 18 inch or whatever it is then a planting in the 18 inch concrete that's that could also be an option and it helps for leaving some more um, pervious area on yeah. the property. I was just thinking that grass creek would minimize paving um, because we have a lot of paving back by the alley where the drive, the two-car driveway is. And I just, it just sort of seemed redundant to have a driveway that isn't needed. But I would be fine with a ribbon driveway. And so maybe I'll craft a... a that, and there were no other conditions anybody, that anybody brought up. Oh, oh, the rear wall of the existing garage to be. The rear wall of the existing carriage house. It's not a matter of um, whether I can make the findings or not. It's just that it doesn't seem to be factually correct. That right. What the drawings show on the demolition plan that that rear wall is being removed. Right, and that right. on the new drawings it shows as a new wall. So and it has to in order to rise to the new Right. So are you going to keep? And, and we can get clarification if we need. For me, it's not a matter of making the findings, but I just wanted to You're correct just it for the record. We yeah. would not be maintaining the rear wall of the carriage house. Yeah. So, so that's just. That there's a portion of the eave that gets removed and the rear wall gets removed. For me, that's not a deal breaker at all, but I just wanted the committee to understand that. But if yeah. the applicant wanted to speak to yeah. that. Mr. Aldrich, did you, did you want to make a comment? <clears throat> Yeah, you, you, you are correct that the actual studs are probably going to either be sistered all the way up um, because that they're it's sort of balloon framed right now anyway, yeah. uh, so that they would most likely rip it out, pour the new slab, and put the studs in the same location as the original wall was located. That's. That's what your plan shows right now. It shows demolition of the wall, so you okay. have to shore. Yeah, we should have clarified that the finish was going to be removed. But yeah, yeah but it's, I, it, I understand. It's yeah. fine. Okay, so we don't have, since it was just a statement made it's, during presentation, we don't need to. It's just clarification for discussion as well. Okay, so the only, um, and so just feedback from the applicant regarding ribbon driveway? Yeah, I'm trying to get um, answers from him. Yeah. Currently, um, he doesn't really use this as a driveway per se, and no. he's not trying to change the use of that on a functional it's, basis. Yeah. Right. Well, it, I know this this issue had come up many many years ago on a previous project that I won't mention. But, um, he he has never wanted to pave this. He actually. It, Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's just that you're not allowed to have a driveway that isn't 
paved yeah. that can support but he right. can could we go can we go back to the aerial photo that we just yeah. had in front of us maybe staff can talk to whether the turf block is an acceptable well, solution because it would it would eventually look like it's a turf I, yeah. I um, might be able to make this conversation shorter. The okay. only way I will approve this project is with a paved drive. Okay. Yeah. And looking at the numbers, that might be the... When you say... Right. That paved. might be the motion to yeah. make. When you say paved driveway, are you saying like two-foot-wide strips? I'm, yeah. I'm fine with either a full paved driveway or ribbon. I'll leave that up to staff to work with the applicant to for them to decide which is most appropriate. But... Um, I, I don't think a grass block, you know, is appropriate here in Old Town for this use, for the primary drive to a garage like that, a his, you know, the historic development. So it sounds like you won't have the votes for a, an approval if you don't do something about the driveway. So if that's a deal breaker for trying to find out. I mean, you're waiting for his response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Could we? Um, I'll call up. Oh, Can, certainly. I'm sorry, Mr. Ely. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add that helps this. Uh, first of all, Doug Ely, our, our architect, um, and um, uh, I, I know that his uh, son lives next door, and um, I think he might have a grandchild or something like that. And, and uh, that's kind of like an open play yard for them. And um, I, I know that a client's um, approach to this is it's never really had a driveway and it's always been this way and he wanted to keep it this way and keep it uh, as kind of like an open yard area um, that's accessible to um, his relatives on the, on the property next door. So uh, I, I, I know that he's resistant to putting in an actual hard and fast driveway. He's not driving vehicles in and out of there. Um, so yeah, I know that that's... I understand that. Yeah. It, um, you know, he's asking to make an improvement to the property. And with that improvement, sometimes it triggers that you need to bring certain things up to conformance. And in this case, having not having... Paving there is not in conformance with existing codes, so it seems yeah, that it's a reasonable request to pave that. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, just, a dirt, just, it's a dirt lot. Yeah. Just to remind everyone, half of the rear yard is being lost to the proposed project. Uh-huh, yeah. So... To request to keep that an open space kind of falls on deaf ears yeah. here. Mm -hmm. How would my colleagues think about giving the applicant the option of either making a paved driveway, ribbon driveway, or getting rid of the driveway apron so that it, it would not be a driveway anymore? Yeah. And it would become... It would, I would become, it could be become okay. a landscaped area. Yeah, I would personally be okay with that. It sounds like we're getting resistance from yeah. the, my colleague, and you already are not in favor of approving the project, so you need, the, you need three votes for approval. Right, right. right. but I'm offering, so, I'm offering maybe an alternative. Right, right, right. No, no, what I'm saying is it sounds like I'm getting, right, um, right. like I think it's a good idea. But, yeah. the, 
driving apron. Maybe staff can confirm, but that's not their property. That's uh, city property. Right, but then it would not have the appearance from the streetscape of being a driveway that's not paved. It would have the appearance from the streetscape that it's a landscaped area, which it probably was because these houses all have an alley in the back of them and garages would have been, you know, for those homes in town that have a drive an alley in the back, the garages were always from the back and you didn't have driveways in the front. So it would, it would it's likely be returning the property to the pattern that it had originally. I could, chair or vice I could, chair, I'd be ready okay. to make a, oh, go ahead, uh, sorry. If I could just respond to the driveway apron situation. If if it was determined that, you know, it's a, it is a legal non-conforming condition right now. So if it were the pleasure of the DRC to condition it so that that front area remains landscape, we could condition it for the driveway apron to be removed. And it would just need to be, re, the, the curb face mm -hmm. would need to be reconstructed in accordance with the city standard specs. <clears throat> I'm, I'm ready to make a motion. Okay. So I would like to move that uh, the DRC approve design review item number 5091-22, Drenna residence at 424 South Grand, um, recognizing the find, both the findings and the conditions provided by staff in the staff report with the following condition that a driveway that a paved concrete driveway be added to from the existing garage to Grand Street and that that can either be a solid paved drive or ribbon and that that design the design for that drive can ultimately work out with our preservation planner we have a motion on the floor do we have a second I'll second we have a motion from member Imboden and a second from member Fox Please cast your vote. The applicant is raising his hand, but I, I think it's too late. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Aldrich. <laughs> I, sorry, I wasn't really listening to that uh, condition. Did the condition state that there would be two two-foot-wide strips of concrete for the driveway? No. It said concrete or concrete ribbon driveway. Concrete and the, ribbon. the details would be worked out with your preservation planner. It doesn't have to come back here. Okay. Just be so concrete ribbon. Okay. Clear. That's essential. Okay. okay. That, um, I didn't understand this question. Motion passed. Um, before we move on to our next item, I neglected to call for any um, public comment um, as part of our uh, regular part of our public meetings. Anyone may address this committee on any item not on the agenda tonight that's within our purview. I don't have any cards for any of those speakers, but if there is anyone, this would be the time to come forward and make such a comment. Seeing none, we'll wait for our chair to come back uh, and move on to the next item. Thank you very much and good luck with your project. Okay, our next item is 
Design review number 5095-22, the Bogart residence at 252 North Cambridge Street. And this is a final determination. Uh, Ani? Thank you, Chair McDermott. The major components of this project include demolition of a non-permitted 135-square-foot laundry room accessory structure that connects the primary residence to the rear ADU, construction of a new 39-square-foot laundry room at the rear of the main residence, legalization of the unpermitted storage shed attached to the rear of the existing historic garage structure. The existing site is developed with a one-story, 1,258-square-foot single-family residence and garage built circa 1921 and an ADU. The ADU is connected to the primary residence with an unpermitted laundry room addition. The subject property is a contributor to the Old Town Orange Historic District. It is a single-story clapboard bungalow with a multi-gable roof with sides-facing gables. A small gabled entry portico supports, supported by colonial columns provides access to the primary residence. Divided light windows are located on either side of the main entry. Although no longer on the site nor reflected on the plans, a permit was issued in 1963 for a covered patio and workshop. I'm going to pull out the historic aerials right now so my next um, statements make a little bit more sense. A 1974 historic aerial photograph indicates the faint outline of a detached structure located at the northwest um, corner of the lot, which staff believes may be the patio and workshop from the 1963 permit. And right over here, you can see that. A 1983 historic aerial photograph does not have the same structure at the northwest corner of the lot, but includes a roughly L-shaped structure located at the rear of the primary residence. Upon analysis of the existing permit and historic aerial photography, um, staff, uh, staff believes that the existing structure in the back was built sometime between 1974 and 1983. In 2013, permits were issued to legalize the patio cover attached to the rear ADU. The rear ADU is being modified under a separate permit to meet the required building separation between principal and accessory structures. The property is located on the west side of the 200 block of North Cambridge Street. The neighborhood is zoned R16 and is surrounded by single-family residences, most of which are contributors to the Old Town Orange Historic District. The residence directly to the south of the subject property and four other single-family residences near the south end of the 200 block are non-contributors. The architectural styles of the block are predominantly craftsman-style bungalows, along with period of revival and non-contributing minimal traditional. The existing floor area ratio is 0.31 and the proposed FAR is 0.30, representing a decrease of 0.01. The applicant prepared an FAR analysis of the block that includes current and proposed FAR um, for the block of all properties and strictly for, non, for contributing properties. In both calculations, the project will result in an FAR decrease of 0.001. The 39-square-foot laundry room addition is located at the rear west facade of the primary residence. It will be located to the north of the existing porch steps and will be tucked underneath the height of the existing porch cover and therefore will be subordinate in height. The addition will be compatible with the existing residence in material and color. The residence's wood siding exposure is three inches wide and the laundry room additions will be four inches to differentiate between the old and the new. It is consistent with the Historic Preservation Design Standard Section Edition in that it is clear which part of the building is historic and which is new. 
The proposal is also in conformance with the Secretary of Interior Standards 9 because the new work will be differentiated but still compatible with materials, features, scale, size, and proportion and massing. Staff believes the addition is appropriate and consistent with the Historic Preservation Design Standards and Secretary of Interior Standards. The subject property has an original window on the west facade located at the area which the applicant is proposing to construct the laundry room. The window will remain in place and the laundry room will not impact or alter the position of the window. Furthermore, the applicant is proposing to position the laundry room door in front of the historic window and include a smaller window on the door to continue the historic relationship of the primary structure to the rear yard and provide visi visibility of the yard from the interior. Staff believes this treatment of the historic window is in conformance with the Secretary of Interior Standard 10 because it will be undertaken in a manner that if removed in the future, the essential form and integrity of the property will and its environment will be left unimpaired. The Historic Preservation Design Standards state that an addition should be located at the rear of the building, away from street-facing elevations. The addition is in the rear and is subordinate in height, mass, and scale and will not be visible from the street. Issue number four is the interior of the storage shed. The existing storage shed, um, which the applicant proposes to legalize, is located at the rear of the existing historic garage and was constructed at an unknown date and has a finished interior. There are no permits for the construction of the storage shed or any work associated with the interior improvements for the garage or the storage shed. Staff recommends approval of the legalization of the storage shed upon the condition that the uh, shed or garage must remain as a non-habitable space and cannot be insulated. Staff is in support of the project and believes it is in conformance with the Historic Preservation Design Standards and the Secretary of Interior Standards for Rehabilitation. It is appropriate in design, mass, scale, and materials, and recommends the approval of the project. Staff has received two calls from residents with questions and concerns regarding the project. One resident expressed concern about construction hours and noise. Another resident expressed concern about overcrowding of the property with university students, but expressed satisfaction with the steps taken to legalize the unpermitted shed in the rear and the work conducted to bring the residents up to code. Thank you very much. Thank you for that staff report. Um, before we hear from the applicant, are there any questions of staff at this time? Okay. Uh, Mr. Aldridge, do you have something? I do, um, but first I would like to introduce Kevin Bogart, the owner. He would just like to make a short presentation. Hi, thanks for uh, allowing me to ooh, kick in your, <laughs> your beautiful uh, podium. Um, I bought this house uh, about a year ago now, is that quite right? Um, and my background is uh, I was raised in the area. I went to high school here, went to college at USC. My parents were huge fans of the city of Orange. We used to come down all the time and uh, in the old days have uh, go to the soda shops and uh, they actually have one of those big bricks in, in, the, in the main hall we'd go, or the main city street that we'd always go visit um, before my dad moved on. Um, and so after college, I came back, and, and I uh, live in the area, and now I live in Tustin, lived in Irvine, moved to Tustin, have children. Um, my, my second child, Michael, was a soccer player, and he was recruited 
and sadly signed initially with Cal State Fullerton, but then came to his senses and came over to Chapman and played played at Chapman for the rest of his career. Loved it, loved the area. Was the captain of the soccer team. Had a really great experience. Um, but I always was amazed at some of the places that they would rent, and I'd walk in, and they were so beat up and so run down that it was. Uh, it was embarrassing, and I, I was surprised at how much money they were having to pay for these places as well. And so when my next uh, youngest daughter decided she wanted to attend Chapman, um, and she loves it, so she came in to, right as a freshman, I started looking for a place for her and a place that, that I could you know, make uniquely special for her and that she could use for the majority of her time in college and then thereafter figure out where we're going to go. By the way, she's a 4.0 student, pre-med, and doesn't do all this talk about too many people and partying. It's not even in her DNA to do that. So um, I love this place. I bought it. What I didn't know is that the person who owned it before, who was a law school student at Chapman, evidently liked to play Bob the Builder on the weekend and uh, would go and build some of this stuff. And it wasn't really clear to me that that was the case until after I owned it and then realized that there were some things that weren't done right. So as I've told, you know, these two gentlemen here that have helped me greatly, I love Orange. I want it to be, a, you know, a property that reflects the historical nature of the, of the beautiful area that it is. I love all the things that are happening, and so I've told them the whole time that, yeah, let's, let's make sure we do this the right way and that it's a reflection of uh, this beautiful city. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Tom Aldrich, designer, project manager for this project. Uh, thank you, Ani, for the presentation. Um, I just wanted to touch up on three points. Um, number one, the on the renderings, you're looking at the window um, to the left or north of the laundry room. That is an existing window that's currently located in the non-permitted laundry room. There is no wood siding on that wall at the moment. We're going to install the wood siding to match the existing profile. And uh, like Ani said, the window that exists from the, with a view from the kitchen to the backyard, actually it's a view from a closet to the backyard, um, but we're going to retain that window in its position with no change. And we're putting a vision light in the door to still let some daylight in there. Um, and then number three, uh, this new laundry room addition is being tucked underneath what is the existing, what we believe to be the existing original patio roof at the rear. The, the laundry room addition has had some uh, unusual framing done to cover it up with a roof, uh, but from what we can tell with the outline, this new laundry room will be underneath what the original patio roof cover had. Um, and we lowered the elevation of the laundry room to be on a slab on grade. So uh, a portion of the rear porch 
area is going to be removed to accommodate that. And um, that's all I wanted to add. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I have two speakers for public comment, uh, Tim McCormick and Diana Zinnett. Either one. Good evening, DRC members. In looking at the plans, there seems to be almost no information about the ADU, the shape, its height, appearance, etc. No information other than the site plan. Aren't light poles, sidewalks, driveways, street trees, etc., supposed to be included in the plans, whether they have any bearing on your project or not? When you're considering approving development on a historic property, doesn't it make sense that you'd want to know the existing conditions? Just asking questions here. And Diana's Denick with OTPA. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. McCormick. Good evening, Design Review Chair McDermott and committee members. Um, I am actually going to build on what uh, Diana uh, went on. I, I uh, wanted to make a point. Um, this is kind of a unique situation where we have um, an unpermitted somewhat ADU already on the site. And typically when architects, um, being the presenting architect and the reviewing architects, want to know what's happening on, on existing structures. So decisions can be made outside a vacuum. So my point, I would like to see if we could have a way to handle this in the future on this kind of development because architects are normally used to wanting to find out what's happening off-site, what's happening on site they have no control over, because it will enter in to the design process. And this is a design review committee. And so I, I guess I'm, I'm reaching out to the city to um, kind of, you know, put some effort into having more information, even though it's we can't have any discretionary review on this project. I think we all understand that we won't have, this, this body will not have anything they can do about ADUs. I think this body knows that and everybody else does too. But the decisions they have on what they can discretionary review should have some basis on why, it, why these decisions were made and what, or what future decisions will be made. And I think that this, I guess my whole point here is trying to get all the information on things we can't change and things we can change because they may enter in to how we view what we are reviewing. So that's my point. If, if we could, uh, I think Diana said the point that, you know, we're not, we don't have anything to do with street lights or you know, oftentimes we look at uh, where the next door windows are so that we don't design windows from a second story to look into the neighbors. I mean, this body has done that before. So uh, my, my point is, is that maybe in the future, um, hoping this doesn't set a precedence, that we have the ability to understand what's on the site in total. The architect is given existing conditions on things that are not being changed on the site. And so I think all, everything that's on the site, so we know how that site's being developed. Thanks. Thank you. Right, at this time we can uh, entertain any questions for staff or the applicant. I have a question for the applicant. 
So who was Mr. Aldrich? You said that where this existing laundry room is, um, up against the back of the house, the siding from the house has been removed and you're going to replace that? Is that, did I hear that accurately? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So is it going to be replaced? What What is that back wall of this proposed laundry room going to be? Is it going to be the um, siding continued across the back of it or is it going to be, what? what's, what's the plan there? Um, the plan was just drywall, but that's a valid point that if we're going to bring it back to original conditions, I, I think the owner would be amenable to installing siding along what is the back wall okay. um, continuously. And, and you'd have a way to butt up the two different um, scales of siding so that you get a nice... Nicely sealed um, so, corners well, there. You're, you're talking about the intersection where it turns to the laundry room. Right, right. You have four mm -hmm. inch and mm -hmm. three inch, correct? We would just have a trim strip at that okay. intersection. Okay. Oh, that was all my questions, I believe. Could we get, uh, could you repeat actually the comment you just made? How will you deal with the added siding versus what's existing, the transition? Is that for me to answer? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, um, we're proposing four-inch siding on the laundry room addition to differentiate it from the, origin, the existing siding. So at that intersection where it can where it transitions to four inch, we would have a one by four trim yeah. so that the laps of the siding don't create any kind of weird condition. Right, my, my question though is specifically around this window. The, um, the existing window? Or is there no siding? There is no siding. Because the current construction goes there. all yeah. the way to the edge, okay. That's it. So all of that siding from the corner of the house to the laundry room is new siding? Correct. Okay. I, I tried to clarify that on the elevation on a 5.2. That's why it's got pretty much a darker tone over that whole portion. Oh, I see. That's indicating new there, Correct. the darker. I get Correct. it. Thank you for pointing that out. I see. That is helpful. So you're restoring the the original siding in the place that has no siding, and then in the new laundry room, you're differentiating with different siding. Correct. Just to clarify all of that. I have Go, keep going. another question. So on the garage building, um, the drawings are not uh, real specific in regard to providing information about doors and windows. And when I look at the photos, um, it does not appear that they're what we typically use in Old Town. Um, cool. So what, what is being proposed there? Basically nothing. <laughs> um, the, the, the goal is just to leave it as is, but have it 
allowed to exist as is. Um, the, it's just a storage shed at the back. Um, the owner was in the process of trying to paint everything when this whole process began. Yeah, but there's doors and windows, new doors and windows installed. Are you proposing to leave those in place? Uh, yes, I, I don't know if they're new. I know that the trim is new. Um, to my knowledge, those doors have been there prior to the new owner purchasing the property. Is that window that we're seeing on view 10, is that a wood window? My, no, I would say no, it's vinyl. Um, I know on the, I, I shouldn't talk about it, <laughs> but on the accessory structure, those are being replaced, those are vinyl. Um, so I'd be fine with, I think the owner would be fine with replacing that with a wood window. And if you wanted to replace no, the doors, I think we'd be okay with replacing the doors, the wood doors. Oh, I did have one other question. Um, was there any consideration to this storage room that uh, is being requested to be legalized, making that the laundry room? Uh, no, because there's no plumbing there. It was just a, the, the plumbing's, currently the laundry room, the plumbing's there. So just move it a few feet. That was the goal. Thank you. I have a question. I, <clears throat> go ahead. On, on sheet A-2, uh, call out 1.30, the two foot six, the existing two foot six low wall to remain. Um, was that was that original? It's, I'm trying to figure out what was happening here before. I'm just not sure. It, it's it's hard to say on this house what's truly original and okay. what has been added. Um, it seems appropriately built to me. Um, mm -hmm. I can't say it was original. I see. Yes. Shown in the red rooms. Mm hmm Yeah. Kind of like yeah, I'm just curious if that was original. The stairs, um, I don't know if you know those. Are those original? They seem to be original. They're all concrete. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't appear to have been modified. Yeah. It looks old. Yeah, it's just the whole design of that patio, the stairs are not mirrored. They just end with a with the side like they do. It just looks really odd to me. And one of the first things I, I want, I was hoping to see is that I was hoping these were going to be mirrored in some way and with an added post to just uh, and just improve the aesthetics of it. It just looks very haphazard and I know it's existing but it's yeah just I mean that's the like reason why we left it alone okay. <laughs> honestly it's I didn't want to change I wanted to minimize the amount I got it thank you alterations I'm sorry to be repetitive but let me just clarify that on the garage 
the there is no elevation of the front door in the drawings. Is that correct? correct. The garage door. Okay. Um, let's see. Did we not? That's probably because nothing's being modified to the front of the garage. So okay. there, yeah, there was. There's a photo of it, but there's because yeah. it's all to remain as is. You're just painting Correct. it. Okay. Yeah. And then let, I know we've already asked this, but I just want to get it straight. Um, then on the north elevation, the window and frame to remain are vinyl. Is that, is that what you just said? For the, garage. For the garage. Yeah. Okay. And you're not proposing changing anything in the garage. You're just painting it and the, the by approving this project, then it will be approved as it is. Correct. Uh, the building department will still have to require us to make it compliant with building code. Okay. Um, Just to be clear, yeah. So we, we would be open to replacing those doors with solid core wood doors and wood windows. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that, that clarification. That's, uh, that's helpful. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah, I have a couple questions. I have, I have one for the applicant and then one back for um, staff. But um, so the paint colors that you submitted, you have like a sky blue, um, and it's called out for under the eaves. So is that like between the rafter? I mean, first of all, there's not a really clear picture. We see pictures of the garage that there's fascias. Are there are there are there fascias on the house? Or is it exposed rafter tails? Uh, there, there are. It's because most of the pictures on. show part of the, um, show all the weirdness in the existing laundry room, but not. I can't tell. Yeah, there, there are not exposed rafter tails on the, on uh, this. I'm sorry, there are not. There are not. Okay, exposed. so there's a fascia. Correct. So is the um, blue color going to go between the rafters, or is it going to also be the rafters? As far as I know, the <laughs> blue color. So, uh, it, And then the rafters would be the white? Correct. And so it's just the, um, the, the decking. The TNG boards. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's proposed um, sky blue. And then when you come around to the porches, then is it all under the porches, both front and back? I would have to ask okay. the, uh, the owner. Okay. He's trying to get some renderings, some photos of. It was like a paint of the year for a magazine. But it was, yeah, you have an inspiration photo. <laughs> it, no, no, I, I can visualize it. I mean, I. On the. I have skills in that. <laughs> Yeah, can you just speak into the mic just so that we'll have it recorded? Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't need a, personally, I don't need a photograph. Maybe others do, but I, I'm i fine without a photograph of, of inspiration. I just have questions as to whether the, so the rafters would be white and then the the decking would be, the flat part that's high would be the blue. It's it's the part that you wouldn't see. It's just the underneath part. And then, yeah, behind the yeah. fascia and in between the rafters. The boards, the yeah. boards, not, not the rafters. Correct. The rafters would be white? Yes. And the fascia is white? Yes. And then what happens at the porch? So like here's same a, thing, do you have a, there's a picture of the porch in view five. You have rafters, exposed rafters there. Would you do the blue in between the, those rafters? Can you see? 
six shows it better, I think. Yeah, the one over here, right, right. Oh, view, view six, you can see it too. Yeah, better. The, the boards would be blue and the rafters would be white. I'm indifferent to that. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, I saw it in a magazine. It won the Pain of the Year Award for, I forget which magazine it was. And they had a picture of the house and it was just really a cool look, I thought so. Yeah, um, no, I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm just trying to I, clarify that. That probably is too much, maybe, I don't know. I would probably think the house it, color there. Just, it's okay to just tell us what your intention is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're not judging. <laughs> yeah, we're not judging. Um, <laughs> the, but, and then there's a front porch as well, which we don't have any pictures of. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the front's a lot smaller. That's a, the back is a bigger porch. So that might be a little more than I would want to put there. <coughs> Actually, I, I believe historically, porches were painted underneath with blue and uh, the ceiling essentially of the porch. Um, it may have only been in the Victorian period, but it was done historically for porches. I haven't seen it done on eaves. And I've heard, although I don't know whether this is the, the real rationale, was that, um, you know, the, like a, if a wasp wants to make a nest, it's going to look like the sky to yeah. the insect <laughs> so that it won't, <laughs> it won't be. Yeah, I'll do that. It gives uh, a shadow. Whether that works or not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's traditional mm -hmm. in the South also. Mm -hmm. It's called haint. I think it's supposed to keep evil spirits away or something like that. But you do see a lot of uh, front porches that have a pale blue um, ceiling paint just in that one area but I you know whatever you are if you just tell us where it is that's fine we'll, we'll yeah talk about I, I just wanted to clarify if, if it had not been a fascia then I would have been concerned with the the end condition of um, the rafters the exposed rafters showing in the blue being in there and but with the fascia I feel like it kind of yeah, contains no, the blue you know that so sense, yeah. that's what I just wanted to clarify is how it was being used um, and I um, had another question, and now not for you guys, but for Ani. Um, so there's a lot of discussion in your report about the trying to see if there was an existing building in the back, and it seemed like it was going somewhere, and then you ended with that they're trying to, ah, where did it say that? Um, trying to make get the patio cover legalized. Oh no, in 2013, permits were issued to legalize the patio cover attached to the rear ADU. ADU. So it doesn't seem, to, I'm not sure, are you trying to give us the history of, is that a, an illegally built structure? But then there's no comment about the conclusion of that. And I'm just not sure why we have all that information in here if we're not to somehow process something about this back structure. It seems to be very deliberately sidestepped. Um, I'm, ha I'm happy to clarify, okay, Committee Member you. Fox. Um, so because uh, it seems like there was a lot of development um, on the property in the past and it, it was very unclear as to what was permitted and what was not, um, I wanted to go through <clears throat> our um, permits just to ensure that um, I, I'm 
being transparent. So the yeah. permit that was found was interesting um, in terms of the date and trying to see if that is um, what was intended for the existing structure. Um, so I wanted to just clarify that that does not, it, from our research from the historic aerials, it doesn't seem to um, correlate with the um, rear structure. When um, the permits um, for legalizing the back um, patio and that space, um, uh, were um, approved before my time yeah. here. Um, I believe at that time the structure was approached as a legal non-conforming um, structure, the one that is currently existing in the rear of the property. Um, okay. I, um, I turn to uh, my assistant community development <laughs> director for more clarification as um, just in case I'm not fully... Okay. Okay. Um, explaining, but um, that is my understanding. So my explanation of the existing site was, was to provide a little bit more um, explanation of the multiple um, structures that were at once on the site or are currently on the site. Right. Yeah, and, and that's correct. I think because of the unknown status of the permits for that structure that is labeled as the ADU and the fact that the city did issue a permit for something that was connected to that. We kind of defaulted to the side of the line that it was a legal non-conforming structure and um, are handling it that way. And, and just to build upon what Ani uh, has shared about why the explanation, I think you know, by providing all the different aerials that show a multitude of building yeah, footprints, Again, we just wanted to sort of lay the lay the trail of breadcrumbs, perhaps, to how we got to where we are today. Yeah, it's just sort of interesting that the trail of breadcrumbs got specific about parts of the project, like the laundry and the patio cover and even the back shed on the garage, and it's completely silent about the elephant in the room. And, 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 and as a context, and I, I, I think this is part of what OTPA members had commented about, is like as a context, it's like we're like look here and look here and look there and don't look at the elephant in the room. But as a context, I think it is important for how all these spatial relationships are happening between the buildings. Whether or not, I'm not, I don't think we're trying to make a discretionary um, judgment about the ADU, but to have it as part of the context, I think would have been helpful. And there's absolutely, the pictures are trying to avoid it and the, there's no drawings of it. And it's, I know part of it is, I know that, that ADUs in a processing aren't to come before a discretionary hearing, but like they said, neighboring houses are brought before us. So we see photos of neighboring houses and those aren't part of the you know, scope of the work either, but it's part of the context. So I don't know why we wouldn't have that. So it is kind of strange to be approving this. It's gonna be within eight feet of this structure when it's modified and we don't have any drawings about what that plan is. You know, not that it, we're trying to make a finding and an approval of that plan, but just as a context, it's sort of strange. So I'd like to also air that concern that maybe in the future we could see those things. Well, if, if I could add on to that, um, What we do have in front of us tonight is the addition, a proposed addition to an historic home in Old Town. 
which we don't have full elevations for, we don't have photos of. I, I, unless I'm missing it, I don't know what the front of yeah, this the, house I even looks yeah, like. Yeah, well, it's in the DPR report, so you have to go well, into oh. documents and find it. It's a different color now, but it is, yeah, yeah. I think. So I feel that the, the packet that we have is trying really hard to correct things, which I appreciate. But I feel like it's, that's exactly where it starts and that's exactly where it stops. Um, you know, if this were a standalone, just this rear addition coming to us, I think most of us would kind of go, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but because it's a fix it. Yeah, it's better than it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is that that's the application that's in front of us, though. So I, I'm really struggling with, um, too, like you're saying, kind of what's what's been withheld in this application. The same thing with the ADU. It's, you know, it, it, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's a bit like the sign at Crab Cooker. Don't look up here. Um, and I kind of feel that that's what we have sitting in front of us. So I'm I'm struggling on how to tie it all together. And if I could add on to that, um, I have some of the same struggles. Um, I I laud the applicant for wanting to legalize. Um, unpermitted additions that have happened before, you know, not on your watch, um, uh, that you, you want to make this smaller footprint of a laundry room, but, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's very much better than what the existing condition is, but it's a very awkward sort of little thing stuck on the back of a house, which doesn't follow the historic pattern of development if it had been from the period, it would have had another window on it somewhere, maybe on the, that, uh, what would it be, the north side. Um, and because we don't have the ADU in front of us, we can't make a judgment on the site plan as to whether it could be fit in up against that building in a more elegant way than sort of this um, rather awkward projection that's coming off of the, the back of the home. Um, so that's where, where I sit on this, um, reviewing this project. It's, it's, it's making it better, but it's still, uh, it's still very awkward I, and in my mind um, in terms of how something would have looked on a historic home from the beginning and then what kinds of little sheds and laundry rooms and whatnot got added on during the historic period um, uh, that would sort of fit more style-wise. Um, I have to admit, when I first looked at these drawings, I hadn't, I didn't know what I was looking at. I was trying to figure out what was existing, what's proposed. Um, um, I'm up in the air. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking to the committee members to see what they recommend, and because I really have no no opinion on one way or the other. Unfortunately, I just not my not my area. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I do agree with with committee members that that seeing the rest of the context would help us understand if the new construction has is responding to something, or you know what kind of a bearing. Um, that um, that existing construction has on why 
why this is designed that way. I certainly, uh, going back to the garage, think that the, the doors and windows should, if this is going to become legal now, I think that it should have, uh, it should have wood, wood windows and we should consider the, the doors as well. Uh, are there any further comments? Yes, so I, hadn't, I was only asking questions earlier. I haven't made my, my comments are that I think it's um, the approval of the, uh, the shed back on the back of the garage is acceptable to me. I like the idea of adding the condition to change the vinyl window to wood to clean that up. Um, and as to the addition of the laundry room, um, it's better than what's there. Uh, is it is it good enough? Um, um, I'm I'm not going to object to it as a decision that they wanted to make. The fact that it tucks under a, a roof that's there um, makes it you know marginally acceptable to me. So I I would approve it um, with the condition about the vinyl window on the garage and I don't know that we had another um, oh and also the 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 solid doing solid wood doors on the garage as well but I'm, I'm okay with it mm -mm. Okay. did you want to say something else Go ahead, please. <laughs> Don't want to open a very sensitive discussion, but can you ask staff to clarify why we had to separate the drawing package? Because we were, at one point, we were showing a more comprehensive mm -hmm. submittal that we were instructed to separate okay. the submittal. Sure. The whole topic of ADUs uh, that are existing on projects coming forward to this body is very complicated because it's really not in your purview to be talking about them at all. We've been trying to navigate this in a multitude of ways at the staff level. Um, and so we, ha we have been instructing a number of applicants, in fact, not to represent the future ADUs on projects coming before you because it shouldn't be a topic of discussion. Even if it was for reference only yeah. Yeah. and we were instructed that we can't make comments about the architecture or the design of the ADU, but just as, I mean, isn't it odd that the neighboring houses get shown and they're not even owned by the applicant? And here's a building eight feet away and we don't get to see it. It's sort of also this one's not proposed; it's existing. Right. Is yeah. I mean, does that make a difference? I think it does. Well, we had a lot of. I'm not saying anything negative. Yeah. Just there was a lot of back and forth on yeah. what to do. Yeah, it's going. a new area, and I understand so, it's. And the problem is that it's connected physically yeah. right now. So yeah. something has to be said, but that something has to be minimal on our end. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to respond to some of this. That is, as much as I appreciate hearing that, I also want to point out, though, that 
things completely unrelated to the ADU, as I'm saying, an addition to an historic house where I don't think any of us really have a sense of what this house looks like. It's important to us to do that. And, you know, you've brought applications to us before with much more information than this before. So um, I think that it's not just limited to the ADU. And with all due respect with staff, I understand entirely where you're coming from, but I think to ask this body to review development on a historic property without sharing what is on that property, it, I don't see how that fits into state law about discretion over ADUs. I really don't. We're not talking about the design of the ADU. We're talking about the design of everything else. So I just have to share that I think that leaves us at very much of a disadvantage um, in doing the job that we're tasked to do without being told that. Um, it's like I said, the neighbor's house. We don't have discretion over that either. Mm -hmm. It's not part of the agendized business, but it gets taken into consideration for the part that is agendized. So just want to share that. Yeah. So I think the <clears throat> point is made. So now we have this application before us. I don't know if Anna wanted to respond. <laughs> no. um, I'm going to test this, and we'll see if it goes anywhere. But um, Chair, I'd like to make a motion. And I'd like to move to approve design review number 5095-22, Bogart Residence. Um, based on the findings in the staff report and with the conditions in the staff report with the additional conditions that the um, existing vinyl window on the garage be replaced with a wood window and that the existing doors, uh, man doors on the garage be replaced with solid core wood doors. <clears throat> yeah, appro yeah, appropriate to the period. Thank you. That would be... Um, approved by our planning staff. Excuse me, uh, members of the committee, there was also discussion about continuing the siding along the back wall where it had been previously removed. I'm not sure if that would need to be a condition or not. Oh, so it, since it's, it was mentioned, but it's not clearly. Oh, you mean to do inside the laundry room, that part? I, I, I personally don't think that's necessary for, it's not there now. I, I don't think it's necessary for, me, so I'm not going to include it in this particular motion, and we'll just see if I can get a second. <laughs> okay, we have a motion. Do we have a second? Okay, thank you, Chair. Uh, I will second the motion. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Please vote. Motion has failed. Chair, I'll make a motion. Please go ahead. A motion. Um, if, the if the applicant is so interested, I would move that the DRC continue this item 5095 2 the Bogart residence at 252 North Cambridge Street to um, return to this committee with a more thorough application. Um, so that we can assess what is existing, what is changing, and the relationship of, of all those changes. Um, Including photographs of the front. Yeah, and, yeah, more information in general. Yeah. I'll second. 
Excuse we me, should if, ask I, the if I can ask yeah. for more specific clarification for what you want to see on the plans, you want to see photograph of the front, an elevation of the front, and the building that's I, labeled as the I ADU. Think to keep it, I think to keep it easy, <clears throat> if, it's, if it's on the site, we'd like to see it. So would that... <clears throat> photographs of the... Photographs of the of existing patio cover, the bar, the treehouse in the backyard. Like the we do on any other project, yeah. yeah. I'd also like to make a recommendation that the applicant consider putting that laundry area somewhere else on the property. Mr. Ely, do you have something? Um, yeah, if it's okay for, for me to interrupt. Um, if you take a look at your package, there are quite a few photos um, if you wanted to go to sheet A8, um, there are, um, starting with view five, that is, I don't know, Ani, if you can get it up on the screen, but that is of the rear porch. And then if you turn to the side and look at view, if you go back a little bit, look at view one. Um, and then you turn to the side, there's the, on view two, that's the illegal addition. And you're seeing a part of the um, existing uh, accessory dwelling unit that's there. You look at view three, you're looking towards the back of it. So this application um, involves the removal of that uh, illegal addition that connected this ADU to the, the back end of the house that you see in view two. And, and um, as we were instructed by staff to just focus on the actual um, um, conditions that we were affecting on the primary residence and that once this uh, illegal addition that connected the two were was removed, then that ADU is uh, sitting by itself and it's dealt with on a separate application. But that application involves uh, removing vinyl windows and putting in wood, wood windows and all that, and that's being handled per the, the ADU ordinance. Um, as far as uh, elevations of the front of the house, I mean, we're not doing anything at the front of the house. We're not doing anything on the sides of the house. So it um, was not provided not to withhold information. It's just that there wasn't uh, any work going on there. Um, and I guess as a, maybe in, in the future, um, we can go ahead and, and uh, add that. But um, if you look at the elevations on sheet A5.2, the uh, north elevation and the south elevation and the west elevation are provided because that's the only area where work is going on. And I, I think that there's enough information in this package to evaluate the, the addition. I mean, we've provided uh, 3D views of it in the back so you get a sense of how that is uh, tied together. Um, I'm not sure as what coming back to this body with uh, additional information is gonna, going to change that. Um, so I, um, I, I hope that you can take that into consideration as you are uh, 
evaluating this motion. Thank you. Thank and, you. And also, if I could add, <clears throat> if you're evaluating this motion, if you want to pick a date, uh, so date certain. I didn't hear if the applicant was open to a continuance. So can we just clarify, is uh, the applicant open to a continuance if this motion were to pass? Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, then. Uh, we... Oh, yes, we'll need a date certain uh, to... As soon as date possible. As soon as possible. Uh, so does staff have something? We would probably be looking at... We would be looking at uh, the first meeting in April. It should be April 5th. April 5th. In that case, I will amend my motion to continue it to the April 5th meeting. All right. Then we have a motion and a second. Is there any further discussion before we vote? No. Okay. Please vote. Okay. That motion passes. We'll see you in April. Uh, Thank you very much. We have nothing further on our agenda for this evening, so we will adjourn. The next Design Review Committee meeting will be held on Wednesday, March 15th at 530 in this chamber. Thank you all. <laughs>